The proud and manly flesh swelled as the young man rubbed his Peter up and down. In the full bloom of tumescence, his member was a testament to Venus herself, carved not out of marble from the quarries of old Rome, but of flesh. Oh, what a glorious feeling it was, as images of the female bosom filled his imagination. The other boys had told him about frigging, and knew it was wrong. But now, in the first blush of manhood, he could not help himself. In the darkness, both literal and in the more figurative sense of his act, he moved his errant and sinful hand faster and faster, in fervent anticipation of that moment when his seed would burst forth like the eruption of Vesuvius and cover the insides of his bed linens with its tell-tale milky and glutinous fluid. So enraptured was he of this shameful act, my dear reader, that he was unaware of the door to his room opening and a silent and dark figure that glided to the side of bed. Unaware, that is, until the mistress of the house, for that is who the shadowy figure was, of course, looking on her young charge, now so rapturously occupied by his sinful act of self-pollution, pulled with a great and righteous flourish his bed-coverings off of him, exposing his shame. There it bobbed in the air, a pale, venice, and throbbing agent of the beast himself. A vicious and clear liquid covered the head, glistening in the light of her lamp. She knew from years of dealing with obstinate and uncouth youth exactly what the young man had been doing, and the passions that moved him. Still, this knowledge did not temper her fury. If anything, it added to it. This boy would learn, as all others had, the penalty for such contemptible and disgusting pursuits of fleshy pleasure. The flesh would most certainly pay a terrible price. You horrible, vile boy! What do you think you're doing? she cried. The young man, not yet twenty years in age, could only stammer in terrified response. But pity for him, his unyielding and florid Peter, was articulate only in the language of its carnal appetites. And it took this most inopportune time to speak. You see, the images of bosoms with their bright pink nipples had so taken the imagination of the lad, and he was so far along on his path to perdition and ruin that even as he removed his naughty hand, his Peter twitched once, and the slit eye opened and sent a voluminous quantity of the nectar of his loins high into the air. Oh, as cruel fate would have it! The ejecta found its apogee, and like Icarus of old, began its fall to earth, crashing not to ruin upon the ground, but upon the lace that covered the left breast of the mistress. A calm overtook the mistress, and time ceased its incessant running, coming to a stop, standing still in the quiet of the room. It was quite the tableau, the shamed and frightened young man 
his hardness jutting into the air, and the stained woman standing as quietly as a bust in a mausoleum, as a fearsome fury radiated from her. When she spoke, her voice was barely above a whisper. Perhaps she was, my dear reader, speaking only for her own benefit. I see. For you, my dear boy, for you, it shall be the mustard. Yes, the mustard. She then smiled the most cruel of smiles, and in a louder voice said, Wait here, in your present shameful state. I shall return. I shall return with the mustard. The mustard poulticed. Now, lest you not be schooled in the ways of this frightful and terrible chastisement, pray let me enlighten you. Let me tell you of the preparations the mistress took while the poor boy awaited his punishment. For this punishment, this distasteful yet necessary chore, the mistress of the house was compelled to call upon the services of the kitchen maid. The servant was startled to be awoken from the grip of Morpheus, but complied with the commands of the mistress of the house without question or complaint. A young maiden, the kitchen maid, was a step above a scullery maid, and was in her nineteenth year, with dark hair and eyes, not yet dulled by the vagrancies of advanced years. We next find the two women in the kitchen of the house, as the ingredients of the young man's punishment were thus. Several ounces of bran, a spoonful of salt, and a generous spoonful of Dr. Robert's flour of mustard seed. With respect to the culinary province of these items, it did make a certain sense that the kitchen maid would be called to service. But beyond this merely functional matter, the mistress of the house knew the young man's shame would be increased tenfold by the presence of the lovely specimen of weaker sex. Hi, I am Miss Jen Davis, and this has been a preview of one of my many audio clips. For more information on me and how to get the full clip, please go to my website at MissJenDavis.com. Once again, that's MissJenDavis.com. That's spelled www. Miss M I S S Jen J E N N Davis D A V I S dot com. Once again, that URL is www dot Miss M I S S J E N N D A V I S dot com. Thank you for listening.